Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss the animated movie called Rock and Rule in the year of 1983. Uh, my name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So, wow. Um, how to explain this movie? Well, it is a <laughs> animated, rock-themed, action-packed, fantasy, did I mention rock music, <laughs> uh, movie, <laughs> which is also kind of a fable because it's it's all full of rats. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> such an easy, easy movie to categorize. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's a Canadian movie, and there are two versions that you can see. I'm I'm thinking we can we get that out of the gate immediately, and mm-hmm. I believe we both watched the original version. Yes, the U.S. version is like maybe like two minutes or so shorter. And uh, I th- believe you told me that one of the actors was exchanged, like one of the voice actors. Yes, I couldn't tell yes. which one. I did try to look, like listen a few times, but I couldn't pick up. Maybe it was one of the main characters, but I... Yes, it, it was. was? Yeah. Oh my God, yes. I didn't notice. <laughs> that is so peculiar. Okay. <laughs> which one do you remember? It was Omar. It was? Okay. Well, then I listened to the wrong segment when he was talking because it was one when he was super high. Or, mm-hmm. or or something, you know, under a spell, let's say. And yeah. he sounded off, you know, in the original version. So I didn't really pay any attention to the fact that he mm-hmm. was sounding a bit off. Off. <laughs> Makes the, sense. Makes yeah. sense. But okay, yeah. Um, fair enough. But yeah, so, you know, do we start with, like, the aesthetics of this movie? Or do we start with the plot first? I really can't <laughs> tell which one is the most relevant for an audience to... <sighs> I mean, they're kind Get of the same with. in this yeah. case, honestly. <laughs> Did we mention rock and that it was from the <laughs> 1980s? <laughs> I mean, it's re- it really is like like the rock scene threw up yeah. in bright yeah. colors on the screen. And um, I mean, the, the, the artists that they, they had to contribute to this film, you know, they're quite big names. Um, I mean, oh. Debbie Harry, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is probably the one that I was most excited about. But then yeah. we also had uh, Iggy Pop was in uh, the the film. Um, hmm. Earth, Wind and Fire sa- sang one of the songs. Uh, Lou Reed was in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then a few others. So it's, it's quite quite a star-studded uh, <laughs> credit list here. Yeah, um, you do get like music, like full-length songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and those segments are some of the more fun, I'd say, even though they can be a little bit awkward as well. Um, so, I mean, since the music is such a big part, like, what did you think about the songs that were in in the movie? How would you say they stack up to maybe what the, <laughs> the big names um, sort of 
make you think of? Um, I felt, for the most part, they, they felt like, you know, when I was listening to Debbie Harry sing, I felt like, well, you know, this feels like a Debbie Harry song. And mm. then there was a, a track with, with Cheap Trick. And I felt like, oh, well, that sounds like Cheap Trick. So, you know, it's not necessarily the best songs that these artists have ever produced or, or sung, but they felt like what those kinds of artists would produce. So yeah, I, I, representative I felt, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt satisfied. Um, I did really like the music. Um, we're probably gonna maybe talk more about that later, but I, there's a few tracks that I felt uh, I really, really dug and would have liked to have had on a soundtrack. <laughs> but unfortunately, there is no soundtrack for this film. Huh. That's funny. Yeah, uh, there's actually a very good reason for that. Um, because... Oh, uh, <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> there both the master tapes for the music and I also believe like the original master print for the video for the film were actually destroyed in a fire. No. Um yes. Drama. So all, <laughs> oh my god. All the all the versions we have of the movie today are like VHS rips. Uh oh, that, that explains the sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense now. Yes, the sound quality is unfortunately it's not so the best. muffled. Like yeah, in both versions that I checked out on YouTube, they were both like one of them were better, but it still was yeah, it wasn't mm. great. Yeah, ah, there you go. Okay, and and the music tracks. There's a lot of fans who has tried to remaster some of the songs, but the music either comes directly from the movie which means there's like pieces of dialogue over them mm. or they are like alternate versions either from like promotional cassette tapes that were released at the time or they are alternate versions that the singers themselves have recorded later for example debbie harry uh recorded the final song mm. called send love through she re-recorded that and, and called it maybe for sure and it's kind of the same song. It has like the same melody, but also kind of different. So, you know, it's mm, yeah, not quite. <laughs> it's not qu- no, not quite. Mm. Not quite. Close, but not quite. Huh. Oh, that's weird. Well, you know, I, I feel like it kind of explains why the experience might have not been the greatest when it comes to the music, because the music, it's, it's fine, in my opinion. And there mm-hmm. is, and I, I believe it's like the last song that is kind of stuck in my head right now because I watched it like right before we record we started recording uh, and that song is stuck um, mm-hmm. don't ask me to hum it I won't I refuse <laughs> uh, I would rather die but um, but yeah so um, funny you know I'd be interested if, if if that ever comes to light if they find one weird little copy that chilled out mm. in the back and didn't get a f- bunch of f- fire on it <laughs> you know mm. it'd be interesting to yeah. just sort of compare yeah the yeah, the, the shit quality that you're listening to and the <laughs> uh, the nice crisp one with the debbie harris's yeah. old notes and and wonderful characteristics yeah. yeah yeah and i also um i found like a short documentary uh of this film on youtube which it was called the making of rock and rule ah. it was like half an hour long yeah um and they had like interviews with debbie harry and, and the other crew mm. and debbie was very much you know i hope this film gets the soundtrack but she, she was very much into the music oh. <laughs> and oh. it was so sad because <laughs> i'm sitting there like oh well you know debbie it didn't it didn't happen sorry <laughs> not yet at least 
Um, no, but no. You, so could we maybe like uh, could we link that on Facebook maybe? Oh, if sure, people want to sure. check it out, I mean that yes. sounds cool. Um, but hey, let's get to the plot. I feel like we're still <laughs> missing that big mm-hmm. chunk of what makes up a movie. Uh, like the really quick version would be like a mad scientist slash computer hacker slash rock star slash magician decides to bring forth a demon and he must do so with a specific uh, lady's voice yes i you know that's it and he wants to Mm -hmm. bring about evil and fame I'm Pretty not much, quite yeah. sure, but I feel like it was sort of that vagueness to it um, yeah, that yeah. made up his goal. You know, vague dreams of 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 torture, evil, and fame, which he already has. He's super famous. Like the, the guy, the the evil guy, is already really famous. So you know, I don't quite get it, but yeah, yeah. He his motivation is never quite explained, other than evil. Yeah, um, which. I don't know. For me, I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't feel like I needed that motivation. I felt like I was perfectly entertained as it was. So oh, for you sure. Know. You know, yeah. like his. I, I'm, I'm making like a f- fun of it, but honestly, it's fine. You know, <laughs> he was the best part in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just the way he looked, he looked so like oh, his face was just really. Oh, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like old clay it looked at old clay Mm. and he had this really harsh makeup on and he had a bunch of different outfits which i appreciated it was definitely interesting like oh what's what wig is he gonna wear now Hmm, (laughs) interesting Mm. so i definitely enjoyed him i also found him to be the best voice acted um couldn't really stand the the hero's voice acting to be (laughs) honest Oh. Ah, I I didn't have a problem with them honestly, but, but they were just you know mocks. meh meh. Yeah, that's fair enough. I guess um, I thought they were fine, but you know, to each their own. But mock mock had uh, uh, I I agree that mock had the more standout voice because yeah. it was this sort of sleazy but also sexy kind of seducing yeah you're right kind of voice it was yeah. yeah it was really good it was a good choice for for the character mm. mock because that was kind of <laughs> what he was yeah it was super super weird super weird character and that's mm-hmm. why i think he's the most he, he'll be the most memorable you know as as the movie fades into your memory <laughs> in general i say um but yeah so um okay where to start well we have a band that is trying to make it in music and there is sort of like a rift going on between the main singer um, and the sort of keyboardist or like, didn't she yeah. play the keyboard? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he has a has a bit of a different, they have different sounds basically mm-hmm. and they sort of want to be the one who's singing and standing in the spotlight. So, you know, the relationship between um, Omar, the the lead rock singer and the keyboardist who will eventually become the lady who is almost sacrificed to the evil demon later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, their relationship isn't great, So, but they still love each other. But so when Mock, the evil man, uh, the huge successful evil producing, music producing man, 
uh, sort of invites them to a meeting at his place because he wants to make them stars, basically. Um, Omar is immediately like, no, no, don't want to do this. Don't want to do this. Hate him. We can make it on our own. Uh, whilst uh, Angel is like, well, maybe we should try it out. He may- makes really good music. Let's, you know, let's see what he offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when she gets kidnapped by Mok, because he knows, like he's been checking her out. He knows that she has the voice that he needs to summon the demon. Uh, Omar is basically thinking that she's bailed on them. Like she's with she's with Mok now and she doesn't care about our band. So they don't really understand that anything is wrong until later mm. when they realize that, oh my God, she's kidnapped. And then they sort of start to, like Omar and the, the band, <laughs> the two other members, they try to save her. And, um, and then the movie ends. Yeah, okay, no, okay. No, of course not. But, um, you know, do fill in the details here because, um, you know, I want, you know, let's get to Edith eventually, also the tattoo person. But I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, would you mind p- yeah. p- picking up the reins here? Um, basically, at Mock's place. Where's Mock's place? Take it from yeah, here. Um, <laughs> Angel is, uh, you know, at the beginning she's sort of excited for this chance that Mock is giving her to be star, but she kind of figures out that you know things aren't quite right, and mm-hmm. she doesn't. She says that oh, I don't. I'm not sure I want to be here still. <laughs> um, and and she meets uh, because Mock has these three henchmen. That are kind of stupid. <laughs> kind of. But they do. They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do uh, all sorts of stuff for him. But they also have a sister, Cinderella, who encounters Angel, and Cinderella sort of helps Angel escape temporarily because they go to a club and yeah. sing and dance, and then yeah. they get, get captured again. So, you know, that was sort of yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you're... You tried. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, and uh, Mock sort of figures out, you know, I, I need to convince Angel to sing this portal open uh, in some way. And he, of course, does this by capturing her band and her friends and mm. torturing them, kind of. Um, yeah. And Angel is, of course, oh my god, okay, so I have to do this. Mm. Um, and eventually she does. She sings and the monster comes out. Uh, but then uh, the band has been restored. They were actually uh, mock sort of hypnotized them. So mm, I didn't really yeah. remember who they were. But at this point they have um, sort of m- mentally escaped from this uh, hypnotism. So they come and, and uh, rescue Angel. And Omar is like, oh, we got to run. And Angel says, no, I can. If I, if I sung the portal open, I can sing it closed again or I can sing mm. the monster back into it again and she does and that is the big final um, and I kind of I liked how it came full circle at that point because we have in the beginning as you were mentioning mm. um, the conflict between Angel and Omar in the band you know who's going to be the lead singer here it has yeah. to be one of them yeah. but then the, the, the ending song is a duet so you know now they <laughs> they join forces and they sing the monster back and the end and also, they get super famous because there's yes. a, 
enormous audience uh, yes. you know looking at this demon summoning i didn't you know it's funny because i didn't i didn't realize that they were there so i don't know how that happened but anyways they get super famous and and um, no nobody dies except for mock so it's it's yeah, um, yeah. it's very wholesome except for the cartoon boobs that is in your face at one point uh, it is super wholesome and i mm. recommend it to kids yeah, thumbs yeah, it's, up it's... for approval. You can't see it, but I'm doing a <laughs> um, thumbs up here. I think it's one of those movies that sort of it lies sort of in between. You know, it's not quite a kids' movie, but it's not necessarily extremely adult either. You know, it's it's sort of a little bit in between there. Perfect for a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I I like the movie now, and I would probably have liked it even more if I've seen it when I was 14. So you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, if you're talking like general general opinions, I feel like it's, for me, it's kind of a love-hate thing. Because there's a lot of things that I really like. For example, I did really enjoy Mock and the way he was um, animated. And there was just a lot of amazing scenery and, uh, you know, the, the environments and everything are really cool, like the city. Uh, Ohm town that it's called um, and also the way the characters are drawn and everything I really enjoyed a lot of that and just how psychedelic and wacky it gets mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I definitely really enjoyed that uh, for me it just a few characters sort of fell flat and there was the I didn't re- can't recall his name but there was one of the characters in the band who was wearing, wearing a um, like a baseball hat uh, or a mm-hmm. snapback or whatever it's called. Uh, I couldn't stand him. He was just, and I was like, shut mm, the fuck yeah. up. Fair. Uh, so I feel like you might not click with all the characters, but there are the the, the few ones that you will, and they will they will keep you to the end. Mm-hmm. For example, I really liked um, Edith. It, like she was a really short thing. Uh, but Edith, who was a ta- tattoo artist, I have no idea why they went to her and why they she directed them in the direction of um, Cinderella, who brought Angel to a club. Um, but she did, and I don't know. I'm not quite sure why, but it was some something about her and her little tattoo shop. Just really, I just really liked it. It so, was fun. Yeah. So just uh, a lot of positives. And a few negatives, which kind of leads me to sort of love hating it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand that. I do feel like this is a movie for a very specific kind of audience. Um, and I sort of had a suspicion as I was watching this that I'm a part of this audience, but I'm not entirely <laughs> sure if Veba is going to be part of that audience. Uh, because I, I I really like this movie. I, oh, yeah. I... I agree with what you're saying you know some of the characters are maybe a bit weak but that wasn't really an issue for me because mm. i think the the parts that i liked in the film really sort of <laughs> make up i liked I, yeah. yeah i li- i liked them so much that you know the, the weaknesses sort of blend into the background and i didn't really think about it too much but i really like i mean like i said earlier i like the music mm. i like the animation style mm. it's very different from like your Disney animation style that you may be used to. It, it feels like it's very much its own style, and I really mm-hmm. dug that. 
Um, and I also, I, I didn't necessarily feel that I connected to maybe the characters that much, but I really felt like I connected to the story. Um, even though it's not a huge story in any way, it's really just about Mock wanting to raise a monster from another dimension. It's not much more than that, but I thought it was really, really fun. So I really, I really enjoyed it. For me, it was a really um, exciting experience. And I think what you were touching upon, how how weird and sort of psychedelic it is, mm. that is the aesthetic that really appeals to me. I, mm. I look for that aesthetic in a lot of things, like mm. in books or in role-playing games or whatever you know that is the kind of thing that really appeals to me so this was right up my alley i mean yeah i i definitely agree with you like there's there's a lot of just like aesthetic wise a lot of things that are really amazing and when you see like when i see them i was like oh that's awesome like i could mention a bunch of things but like at one point there's a big ass super 80s uh, sunglasses that one of the henchmen wears and it's just <laughs> enormous and it looks like it looks like uh, you know Battlestar Galactica cyborg style gla- eyewear like it's it's awesome and and just just there's a bunch of those things and I also really enjoyed the the scene with Angel and Mock in the garden where mm, his face yes. where the butterfly sort of turns into his face and the flowers are super pretty it's very like very Disney-ish, beautiful. I, well, Disney's the wrong word, but super fairy tale and uh, mm-hmm. and just yeah. gorgeous. And and you have this super creepy rock man person uh, using his magic tricks. But there aren't really magic tricks. They're sort of controlled by the henchmen. So it's also super, super sort of sci-fi with the spaceships and yeah, yeah. a lot of you know those things but super 80s like we said many times yes. by now <laughs> um, but those things are great I mean I was thinking like like this would be something that was that would be kind of awesome like just having the background maybe you know <laughs> even no sound just the really weird imagery going on in the background and you would sort of catch a glimpse of it in the in the corner of your eye and it would just be like whoa um, so it's really yeah, sort of ins- inspiring in that way, mm-hmm. I'd say. Because it's super colorful and it's super weird. And that's just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this, but this is like a dystopia slash oh, post-apocalyptic world. I don't world. think we did, actually. No. Yeah, so good thing Where, you pointed that out. <laughs> you, you know, I think it is implied that it is like Earth because they talk about France and things like that. But humans don't exist anymore. These people are like evolved dogs and rats and, mm. and animals. So they have vaguely human shaped bodies, but they have like certain, they have like big ears, for example, and they, you know, only four fingers on their hands and everything. So wait, like, you know. wait, were they dogs? I think, I'm not entirely sure. I think some of them. What might have been dogs and some were like evolved rats or something. I think it was oh, different I, for different Because characters. I thought everyone was rats, but then there were like a few things that was just not I'm not rats. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I think okay. there is there is uh, like an opening text crawl in the beginning that explains a few things. And it that text crawl is different if you watch the Canadian or the American version, but I think in one of the oh. versions it mentions that this is a world where dogs, rats, and like cats has evolved 
into humanoids. So it I think it sounds it's like the American version. <laughs> they needed to explain. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, Americans. I'm just being sorry. Well, obviously, I should have it explained to myself. Why am I being salty against Americans? I should have it explained. I didn't get it with rats or dogs. I'm sorry. Oh. It, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. I mean, the main point. The main points. <laughs> You're like, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> the main point is that these are evolved animals and not humans. That's That was just the point I was making. That, I think know. we should spend an hour talking about whether or not it was rats <laughs> or dogs and in which version it was. <laughs> I cannot let this go. We will talk about it in detail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you want, if you want to, go ahead. Well, but, uh... now you've dug <laughs> your own grave here. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> but dogs and rats aside, uh, is there anything else like plot-wise that you want to get into? Because, like you said, it is, it is rather, it is rather kind of like a classic, almost fairy tale, you know, mm. or however you want to call it. But like, man, evil man wants to bring forth a demon by using MacGuffin person thing, love triumphs. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Anything else plot-wise that you so worth mentioning or something fun that we haven't talked about? I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, like I was talking about earlier, Mock has three henchmen. Mm. Um, they were called Toad, Sleazy and... I don't remember the third guy, what his name was, but Me uh, the, the the idea anyway is that they were kind of stupid and they basically just did what Mock told them to mm. do. But one of these guys, I think it's like the youngest of them, he's a really fan, big fan of this children's show on TV mm. uh, about, oh, it was Uncle Mikey, I think the character was called. And Uncle Mikey has this program on television where he's talking about, do you know the difference between good and evil? Oh, and yeah. this character, I, I don't remember which of the brothers it was, but he sort of starts questioning at that point, mm-hmm. are we evil? And in in the end, he actually helps rescue uh, Omar and Angel yeah. from the monster because he has a change of heart and he realizes, oh, yeah. Mock oh sort of released this monster. Evil. It looks evil. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should probably do something about this. Definitely. Happy you brought that up because it's so, it's so fun when henchmen gets to like sort of, you know, have a change of heart and come yeah. to realize yeah. things. So yeah, that was a really nice touch mm-hmm. to the movie. Um, like I was wondering because since you watched the documentary, um, I'm not really the studio. I don't remember the name of the studio that made the movie and everything. Um, Nelvana, I Nelvana, think. Yeah. yeah. So it, did anything come up there? Like, did they put it in context with other movies that they made, or anything worthwhile um, mentioning there? Not. Really, hmm. I think the documentary that I saw mostly talked about the music. Oh, um, okay. And and they had interviews with the, the people who made the music and and uh, sort of the inspiration for the music. They didn't, as far as I remember, talk much about the inspiration for the movie. But I think I read, um, and this might have been on Wikipedia or somewhere else, that this was originally supposed to be a, a children's movie called Drats. Or something, um, and I think there might even be like a few 
sketches of, of mm. images from that online. It, it never came to fruition. Mm. It was changed quite a bit. Um, but it, did, I think the main story remains of, of, you know, sort of rats and animals having mm. adventures. Uh, but, of course, Rock and Rule is not quite a children's story. Um, it's, it's a little bit more grown up than yeah. that. So um, it, it evolved. But I do believe this, the studio... Um, after Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll wasn't the big hit for them or anything, mm. uh, which, as far as I could figure out, was mostly down to poor marketing. Um, oh, that's sad. Yeah, <laughs> they the studio survived, but I think f- afterwards they mostly just did children's uh, ah. television programs and things like that. So they they did all right. Um, but the movie the movie today has a huge cult following. But at the time, it wasn't really a big hit, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm giggling, but I was um, uh, looking up like images, just you know, Google search image, mm-hmm. rock and roll. Uh, and one of the um, web pages, like one of the images was from a web page called Fur, Fur Affinity. And that just <laughs> sounded like a furry, furry thing to me, so... As you were talking about it, I, I was remembering looking that I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> that's also part of the fan base, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I did see some uh, fan art for oh, this no. movie that was very much made for the furry community. And ah, I mean, well, no, there you go. No, no, no shaming on the furry community. No, no. Uh, you know, you do you. We yes. absolutely support that, but we are not part of that. So. <laughs> We're on it the outside looking in, and worthy. it's a little yeah. bit weird to yeah. us. <laughs> you know, l- let us have our, our giggle, but still respecting your yeah. thing, yes. but still, you know, a little giggle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, do you feel ready to move on to our um, usual suspects of questionnaire? Yes, um, If ahead. that didn't make any sense, I'm talking about our questions that we usually bring up in an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I or... felt like I was talking in code there. <laughs> I know you get what I mean, but still. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking we're going to go out strong here with uh, our new installment. Mm. How do you feel about that? Sure, go ahead. Yes. I so I have actually prepared for this yes, one. Yes, <laughs> yes. And let's also acknowledge that you were the brain behind this uh well, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, mm. Behind this sort of like theme or question. Uh, and that is basically that we uh, uh, we pick a favorite film quote from the movie that we just watched. Yes. And uh, it can be a word, a phrase or a whole speech. Uh, Lord save us if you bring out the whole speech <laughs> here. I don't know if, if I can handle it. But, you know, you do you. So... Uh, the good, the bad, and the unintentionally entertaining. Or thoughtful, meaning, yeah, deep, yeah. whatever, you know. Whatever stuck in your head afterward. So exactly. do you have a wonderful quote for us today? Yes, I have one that I thought was uh, pretty funny. So this is uh, after uh, Angel and Omar and the band has just arrived at Mock's place and was mm. sort of meeting Mock for the, same, for the first time. And Mock is sort of 
trying to charm Angel and <laughs> maybe or maybe not succeeding. Mm. But he asks her, what did you think of my last album? And Angel says, you know, Angel being mm. so polite, she says, I loved it. And then Omar, who's also sitting there, says, I bought it too. My gerbil uses it for a room divider. <laughs> Oh, that's so rude. But yes, I remember that too. That was pretty funny. I don't know. I mean, for some reason, I just think that every sentence with the name gerbil sounds funny. It's so great. Like, throw a gerbil in there and it's just great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, uh, very good, very good. Um, choice of uh, of uh, of quote here and I also think that it's sort of uh, I think it also speaks a little bit about like how the sort of the mood of the movie is like how it doesn't mm. take itself too seriously sort of tongue-in-cheek but also eh. so you know good quote mm. good quote um yeah. so from uh, from that little I just want to add a drum roll here can I do that because I really I'm, I'm really excited about the new uh, installment that, that we had so Brrr. Oh my god, I'm so lame. I'm so sorry. You put up with me um, and I appreciate it. But anyways, yeah, so from that <laughs> to Bang Bon Blast. Uh, mm. So Bang Bon Blast, our version of Fuck, Mary Kill. I'm putting you on the spot here. So I'm asking you, uh, you have the selection of Mok, Angel and Omar. Yes, so uh, yeah, that trio. Um, so difficult. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I... Honestly, hmm. oh, I'm intrigued. Yes, I'm. I'm not actually going to go with what's maybe the obvious <gasps> selection. Um, I think I'm actually going to blast Omar. Oh. Because I find, yes, I I think he was kind of a bit immature um, Mm. and not really likable. He does does grow towards the end of the movie, but I kind of feel like, yeah, you know, Omar, you need to get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then I guess I will bang (laughs) Mock. Oh my god, I love you for that. I mean, he wasn't very pretty, but he did have a really sexy voice. Charisma. And I'm just saying, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying he was like a real hypnotist. So he probably could, you know, get me into bed, I guess. Um, oh, also, can I can I just chime in here? Sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but um, I was kind of feeling like he was a re- like he was a filthier version of uh, of uh, David David Bowie in uh, in Labyrinth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like like a yes. nasty version of him, <laughs> yes. and older, but just just not not fresh. So mm-hmm. kind of the same, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's you know the voice. The voice. He wasn't voiced by David Bowie, but he had sort of the similar. You know, the sort of yeah. there's something appealing about that voice. Yeah, know? and also just how the character is sort of like mm. uh, charis- charismatic and also. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they mm. kind of made me think of him. So yeah, yeah. Mm. And then I, yeah, I, I, you know that leaves bonding with Angel because she was the prettiest. So. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't, the nicest. Uh, yeah, the nicest too. And she didn't have a lot of personality in the film, but you know what we saw of her, she felt like a really good character. Um, you know, she 
when she and Omar were sort of having the conflict in the beginning about the band, you know, she was mm. the one that was trying to solve that and talk to him and saying, you know, we can both be singers in the band. You mm. know, she, she she feels grown up and she takes responsibility and, you know, you know, I, I, I could see myself bonding with her. Yeah, yeah like she was brave, um, yeah. responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was... Uh, quick, quick on her feet, you know, using Cinderella and her club-going shenanigans to mm-hmm. sort of try to make an escape. So I feel like uh, there was a personality; it just wasn't the most fleshed out, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, um, I'm, you know, just to sort of make up, make make out here for make out, <laughs> make up for. <laughs> Freudian well, sleep. I mean, make out is, is suitable for the context. Of it this is. It is too. very suitable. So <laughs> let's you know, let's let's keep that in in the episode. But um, I'll uh, make up for Omar being um, brutally murdered by you. <laughs> so um, I'll blast mock. I I do agree with you. I just feel like you know don't want to be unfair here to Omar. He was a bit of a childish person, but. Um, I'll bang him and I'll bond Angel because I agree with you that Angel is the best out of the three. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so from that to replace an actor to improve the movie, the premise is you're in a time machine and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie. Who would you bring? Um, well, I don't actually have a, a suggestion for replacing an an actor, but I do have hmm. a music artist that I want to add, and this doesn't even require a time machine because <gasps> they were active at the time. And for people who know me, this would come as no surprise whatsoever. But I would like to add hearts in the film. Oh, of <laughs> course! Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and actually, there's one specific song that I think would hmm. suit in this film. This song was actually used for another film called Up the Creek, I think. I've never seen it. Um, But Yeah, the song is called The Heat, uh, and it was never part of Hearts, like, official albums Mm. or anything. It was Mm. just made for this film. But I think the sound of that particular song suits very well with the sound of the music in this film. Oh, Um, cool. Send Love Through and The Heat, I think those two go very well together, so I would like to add that. Oh, Awesome. We'll definitely check that song out. The Heat, you said? Yes. Yes. Oh, awesome. Um, This movie would be even better with (laughs) hearts in it. Definitely. I think so. (laughs) Well, you have them in everything, right? So, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we could add them in everything. I totally would. You're like, I would like hearts in Day of the Dead, please. We're like... No, Lydia, yeah. we can't. <laughs> like, yes, yes, it would make it so much better. <laughs> but yeah, so unfortunately, I don't have a, a suggestion here for replacing an actor. Um, anyone replacing Angel and Omar, to be honest, I would be fine with. <laughs> because they were a bit bland for me. But uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, leaving... Uh, heart and uh, other assorted discussions behind. We are moving on to argue why this should win a Gordon. And Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars where we make up the categories as we like it. So, Eva, why should this win a Gordon and in which category? Well, Linnea, this should win a Gordon for best wardrobe alterations <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a... <laughs> Evil has been rock star magician in an animated movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or wardrobe changes, I should say. He didn't really make any alterations except for like changing up the wigs and everything. But he did have a lot of great outfits um, that were super, super, um, def- super specific for this movie. And I really enjoyed them. So I want that to have a Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Gordon do you want to give out? Well, as, as should be clear by now, I really dig this film. Uh, so for me, there's several things that I could see myself giving in Gordon Till. Well, give several uh, but, of them. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- <laughs> I think if I'm going to point at one part of the film that is my favorite and one that I actually can see myself re-watching several times, it, it's going to be the, the final song, Send mm. Love Through. I really, really like that. Mm. Uh, and I would so much wish that there was a clean studio version mm. of this because... I really like that song, um, but unfortunately there isn't. Uh, but I, I have, you know, fans, like I said, had has has ripped it from the film and tried to clean it up a little bit. Mm. And you can find versions on YouTube that sounds pretty good. Um, I mean, not not great, but, but pretty good. Uh, and I have listened to that a few times and I really dug that song. So I'm going to give it to that. Fingers crossed that it happens. Yes, I mean... Dig up your dusty old masters' (laughs) copies, please. Yeah. I mean, we are still finding, like, lost films from the 1800s. So, you know, nothing is impossible, I guess. Exactly. Dream and it will happen. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, So, um, I'm super interested in if you have a double feature to recommend to this movie. I have a feeling you might have have some, so... Yeah, I actually have quite a few. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I figured. Which I suppose is why, you know, this movie feels like my kind of movie, because apparently I've watched several like this. <laughs> um, I think the first one that, that sprung to mind for me anyway was Heavy Metal. Uh, Heavy Metal is an animated uh, anthology film where rock music feature quite heavily. Um Heavy metal is more adult than rock and roll is, but I think still they they do kind of go well together, uh, if nothing else, for the music theming. Um, Mm. If you want something like an animated film that is maybe made for for the slightly younger, uh, I would actually say, and this is based on the discussion we had of animals being the characters Mm. in the film, I would say a goofy movie. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh they they Didn't. actually if you, yeah i mean if you look at some of the character designs like for omar for example i actually felt like they remind me slightly of the characters in a goofy movie i'm not actually a big fan of goofy movie but i know a lot of people are and i think maybe there, there will be some overlap in in, yeah. in uh, theming there and also a goofy movie is about in the end, a musical performance that needs to be pulled off. So, you know, why not? I, that That's amazing. That's amazing. I did not expect that. No, I imagined, I imagined you didn't. No. I did, I did like the, you know, when, like, when you make a funny noise and a dog tilts its head. That's what I did when mm. you said goofy movie. I was like, eh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, interesting suggestions. Any, any, any more you want to... Recommend? Yeah, if you want, if you want like an animated fantasy dystopia, I would maybe say check out uh, Ralph Bakshi's The Wizards. Or it's the it's wizards? not The Wizards; it's just Wizards. Hmm. Um, it's a really 
weird and strange animated feature. Really entertaining from what hmm. I remember of it. So if you want that sort of futuristic dystopic uh, mm. setting I would maybe say that one um, and then of course if you're not looking for the animated <laughs> movies um, <laughs> there's several like rock musicals slash movies out there that you can check out like Phantom of Paradise I think might be a good mm. pick uh, I know we've seen that one yeah. together so um, highly recommend can... <laughs> yes it's, it's a great film yeah. and I think I think there's some similarities here you know phantom of the of, of paradise also has this he's not a, a rock artist but he's like an evil owner of a music label kind of guy that's controlling things and, and has plans so i think that would um maybe work well also um and as far as soundtrack goes um you know, I I said I really liked the soundtrack for Rock and Roll. Another movie which I actually haven't seen, but I have heard the soundtrack for. It's called Vicious Lips, and it has a rock soundtrack um, with uh, an artist called Sue Sad, uh, who's singing some of the rock tracks on there. And I believe there's also like rock bands sort of competing against each other in like a science fictional setting. So uh, I think what's that, might that from? One. The eighties, I think. Mm. Uh, I don't remember exactly the year. Even more appropriate that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So those those are my suggestions. Awesome. Awesome suggestions. Uh, several there that I never heard of. Uh, so um, cool. I think I think both uh, Wizards and Vicious Lips. We should add those to our watch. I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to. It sounds really weird and funny, and I want to watch <laughs> it. So let's do that. Maybe we'll have like a rock themed uh, oh i'm totally on board with that yeah i mean (laughs) let's do it (laughs) let's just put it in our schedule um so yeah um to make up for your awesome suggestions i don't really have any (laughs) i'm 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 really pulling off blank here when i'm trying to think of something um that might just be because i'm a little bit tired right now but uh it's totally fine. It's I mean, totally I, fine. I had so many that it made I up mean, for that. I mean, exactly, exactly. I mean, people have been running out of ink in their pens right now, <laughs> trying to write all this down. So it's fine. <laughs> so let's wrap things up with our final question then. Um, and that is if you think that this should be remade in 2020. I kind of feel like... Yes. Um, oh my God, I, we were thinking the same thing because I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, no, she's gonna say no on this one. But okay, funny, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure I necessarily want to see it animated. I, I'm more thinking of like a live action remake because I think oh. by now we can make that. Um, and you know, some of the singers are still alive, like Debbie Harry, for example, could come back and maybe do some parts for the film. So, you know, I think, I think, yeah, yes, <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a live action, really psychedelic and weird. And yeah. maybe like, uh, you know, having several, like you could have like animated segments, definitely. And maybe mm-hmm. even puppetry, like you could throw all kinds of shit on this weird thing and just yeah, see could, what sticks and could be go with so, it so creative yeah, the whole thing because go there's so much nuts yeah. with it yeah yeah so just you know flesh out a few things and just go absolute ham uh with the with the, with the material that you got basically mm-hmm. yeah so yeah a, a yes from me as well um 
would definitely be down to see um in my opinion what would would could be an improved version because like i say in the beginning I, there is sort of like a love hate here for me but uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of lot to love so i would love to see it be even better yeah and i mean to be fair that's the kind of movie you should remake the ones that you can improve on so you know yeah and also i just feel like there's so many great music artists and mm-hmm. like absolutely in rock but you could also bring in like some other genres and you can just have it be feeling contemporary as well mm. uh, so yeah um definitely yeah uh, any anything else we want to say before no i think we we yeah. covered uh, most of it i mean i totally love the film it's my kind of film <sighs> so i recommend it yeah definitely fun to watch and it is quite unique so check it out for that reason alone Jay, yeah. I was really, I was, I'm really glad we got a chance to watch yeah. the podcast because it's so different from most other yeah, things. That we've yeah, it's seen. so hard to just. What is it? Well, it's animated, <laughs> and then yeah, you yeah. you draw blank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but listener, if you have seen Rock and Rule, uh, we want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, Star Crash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. And uh, we also have an Instagram account if that's more your jam, and that's also Star Crash Podcast. And join us in two weeks as we continue with our animated April and are watching a French animated movie called Gandahar. And see us then. Bye bye. Bye.